What about my sweat equity? So we just got in the habit of asking the the guests to throw their plugs out there at the beginning. Um, you have your podcast uh, Underground Reach. Is there anything else people can find you on social websites? Any of that? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, really, the only thing I like to plug is my podcast because I'm not really big on social media. You know what I mean? But the one that I would say I do, you know, try to regularly post on is Instagram. That's at TJ Bradfield. Okay. Um, and so you've, you've got an interesting uh, story. Uh, I guess a drug addicted alcoholic, you know, um, to kind of self-improvement business kind of, uh, advisor, what, what would you call yourself? Um, well, actually right now I'm actually working with people to help them with their podcasts and stuff like that, to help them grow them, launch them, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I'm doing. My podcast though is all about, um, just kind of sharing my experience in, in, and helping my audience, you know, smash any limiting beliefs that they may have and stuff like that. So they can, get out of their comfort zone and get out there and go and find what it is they want to do with their life, you know? And so you felt like you, you have kind of um, a good perspective on this going from uh, it sounds like the lowest of low to figuring it out. What yeah, yeah. can you tell us about that? Yeah, man. So like, you know, I had my first drink, you know, when it's back when I was like 12 years old and from there, it was pretty much just downhill. You know what I mean? I fell in love with it immediately, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, 15, I started drinking uh, more you know, frequently. It was like every weekend kind of a thing. And then it was whenever I had the money. And then it was, you know, if I had the money, it was every day. You know what I mean? And then that eventually led into, you know, hard drugs and stuff like that. Uh, hey, just hanging around with the wrong people, you know, uh, eventually got into street gangs at one point. Um, and then I, you know, had the blessing of meeting, you know, who is now still my life partner back when I was, well, we met when I was, when I was 15, but didn't officially get together till we were 18. And, uh, she took me away from all of that. And, um, yeah, long story short, um, you know, tried to, I got clean eventually after going to jail for three months and missing the birth of my daughter. And yeah, man. So I like, it's, you didn't miss much. It's not that exciting. <laughs> it's pretty boring. gross. No, you can't. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot of waiting around, and you can't really do anything as a guy. And you feel helpless. So you know, just trying to play Mr. Brightside. Sure. <laughs> um, wait, you kind of. I don't want to just skim over that whole timeline from 12 years old to what? Where were we at in your timeline? Uh, 18 is when I, you know, got away from the drugs and the alcohol and stuff like that. So I moved to my my old lady's hometown which was about six hours away from where I was living at the time. Um, but I, I couldn't really kick the, the the drug habit. You know what I mean? Like I did my best, but I was just kind of replacing it with other things. So then when we moved back to my hometown, I ended up getting back into it. And then um, that's when I, you know, got arrested because I was actually on the most wanted list of my hometown, you know, for drug related stuff. And, um, yeah, landed myself in, in jail just for like three months. It was nothing crazy. You know, I was fortunate enough to not, 
you know, like, like some people landed myself in prison or anything like that. Um, but yeah. And that was ultimately what, what got me sober was missing the birth of my daughter, even though it was a very short period of time, just looking at her, her, ba her newborn baby face and her just not knowing who the hell I am. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's ultimately what got me sober uh, from the drugs, but the alcohol, you know, sort of continued after just not as bad, but you know, it just progressively started getting worse over the years. And then, you know, 2020 hit because everything was fairly normal from getting out of jail till about 2020. Um, like the drinking was, it was there, but it wasn't like a huge problem. You know what I mean? But then 2020 came, obviously we couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was playing a lot of video games and stuff. And then the end of 2020, my best friend actually passed away from drinking. And then about 30 days later, my older brother passed away from a fentanyl overdose. So, yeah, so then that's kind of where everything went really downhill, and that was probably the darkest time of my life over, every, like, even worse than the drugs, man, and uh, that's when I really started drinking every single day, man, and it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty bad, man, it was pretty much life or death for me, man. <laughs> yeah, it sounds that way, and kids will make you step up your game in, in a weird way, uh, or it's kind of fight or flight, I feel like, for a lot of guys, like, Absolutely. a lot of guys in your scenario, they probably peace out unfortunately you know yeah. it's good that you you stuck around and had that as motivation what kind of uh what what was the drug problem that we're talking about here like specific drug yeah or is it uh, all of them just whatever's in front of you well the i mean the main one was crystal meth you know but then eventually just it was just whatever whatever i could get yeah. my hands on at some point you know what i mean and, yeah that that one that one it kind of checks all the boxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you, um, That's where, yeah. was this, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, believe that alcoholism is kind of hereditary in a lot of ways. Did you come from a family that dealt with this issue a lot? Yeah, man. See, like, that's the thing is like in my family, it was normal, unfortunately, you know what I mean? Like obviously not having a big, you know, drinking problem was normal, but it was everybody like drank, you know what I mean? Like at uh family gatherings and stuff like that, everybody had a beer in their hand, you know what I mean? So it was, it was fairly, it was fairly normal um, in, in my family growing up. So yeah, like I have had other family members, you know, including my father who I've only met, I think once or twice uh, who have had, you know, big, you know, drinking problems and, and drug problems and stuff like that. Um, how did you get sober? Uh, from the alcohol, man, it was actually Christmas of 20, 2021. Yeah, because it's just over a year now. Um, <laughs> this memory, man, it'll it'll haunt me forever, man. But Christmas of 2021, I was completely wasted. And just the memory of it, like just remembering helping my kids trying to open their gifts and put toys together. And I'm completely wasted. You know what I mean? And like after that, like obviously they don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? To them, it was probably normal. But um, the next day, you know, I sobered up. I was hungover and feeling sorry for myself and all that. And just remembering that. And I was just like, man, like wh what the hell has my life come to? Like what am I doing, man? And like honestly, it was, it was such a low point for me where it was either I'm either going to get sober now or my kids aren't going to have a dad because I'm not letting my kids grow up with a dad that just drinks and like all the time and is like a raging alcoholic, you know what I mean? So that's where, that's what I meant when I said it was, it was life or death for me. So 
And I, and I grew up, like I said, I grew up with no father, so I know what that's like, and I do not want that for my kids. So I made the decision May 3rd. Um, it was a little bit after Christmas, but uh, anyways, uh, I messed up the timeline. But anyways, after Christmas, I made the decision, uh, you know, I'm sobering up. And if I don't, if I'm not successful with this, then, you know, that's it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've been successful with it, so. That's 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 so you got over, congratulations. That's yeah, awesome, you got Thank over you, a year sober. Are you doing program? Nah, man. That's the thing is, I tried to do the AA thing in the past because I've been trying to get sober for like fifteen years, man. And the AA well, thing. Can, can we ask how old you are? <laughs> I was gonna say. I, just, you can I, be at the time. I'm just trying to put it all together. And you I can be twenty two. Right, you. Or I, you said you're twenty two. I believe. No, no, yeah, I'm right. twenty eight, man. I'm twenty eight. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's oh, what man. I thought. That was killing totally. me too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, the AA thing you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, NA, it just, it just wasn't for me, man. Like I just didn't feel like the first step, you know, they say to, uh, give away your power or something. I can't remember what it was, but I was just like, no, like what the hell? So like, I just didn't agree with it. You know what I mean? So when I officially became sober, the last time I tried, it was just pure, just will, you know, will to just do better for my kids, man. It was coming from you. Like the, you know, AA is not the only answer for yeah, sure. Definitely. Like, you know, it works for a small percentage of people, but most people think, you know, it's not going to last. It always comes from within. We yeah, admit it, like, we admit we're powerless over alcohol that our lives yeah, yeah. become unmanageable. Uh, yeah. See, like the powerless thing, like in my opinion, if you're going to become sober, like you need to have that power within yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, like, I don't have anything against AA or NA, you know what I mean? Like it works for some people, but it just was not for me, you know, so... So yeah, that, you, that statement is that's a that's a lot. That's a lot of admittance. Well, how do you keep yourself regulated? Because part of the thing with AA um, is having that routine that and like that that place you know you, you're going every week to talk to people about what's going on. Do you do you, is the podcast you're doing uh, kind of a little bit that way? Because we've talked about it. On this show, we haven't had major drug issues or booze issues, but we have said like this this podcast was the only consistent thing when both of our lives respectively were going to shit at different times. Uh, is that what you're finding through your podcast? Yeah, most definitely, man. Um, that's actually part of the reason why I created, like started doing it was because I just wanted, you know, to have something that no matter what, I just had to be there for. You know what I mean? And like, Cause at the end of the day, like if I thought about starting it, but I didn't, nobody would ever know. You know what I mean? Only I would know. But if I'm, you know, if like, if I'm actually have people listening to me and saying, damn, this dude's actually doing pretty good. And then I fall off the wagon, you know what I mean? Like, and yes, like the reason why I do it is because as humans, the way our brains work is we're just naturally selfish. You know what I mean? So like we always have that need to where we need to, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, yeah, like just look good in front of people for lack Uh of a better term, you know? And so that's kind of why I did it, man. Just kind of using that little bit of psychology and stuff to just, you know, uh, just keep myself sober, keep myself busy. And at the same time, helping people, because that's also what they say in AA is, you know, what keeps you sober is help keeping other people sober. You know what I mean? So like, and I don't talk, but I don't talk a lot about, you know, like drugs and stuff like that, but I do make sure that it's known, you know, to, to new listeners and stuff and and just kind of show them where i'm going now and how they can get to where i'm at you know one of those things that one person here that maybe a one person from our podcast even, you know mm-hmm. it's worth it absolutely man 
What um so what since May uh, May what was it twenty twenty one um what what is the what has your life been like have you had that I, I always find it interesting my friends that get sober um they have that realization with all the feelings they're feeling all the feelings yeah, yeah uh, that's... the drying out process of just like oh I can't now I can't just time travel these this I, right. this feeling away yeah. Um, yeah man so can you talk to us about that yeah it's been uh it's been pretty brutal man because um I forgot to mention, but back in 2020, before uh, my friend and my brother passing away, I actually got back into drugs for like a week or two, overdosed, went to the hospital and like almost died from it. But uh, after that, I had just extremely bad anxiety, man. Like I was like, I used to always think I was having a heart attack and you know what I mean? And just like freaking out all the time. And um, but yeah, when I got sober, um, that was my biggest fear, man, was, you know, actually feeling everything for the first time in pretty much since I was 15 years old, man. And, um, it was, it was pretty damn brutal, but cause like I told myself, man, like once I get sober, you know what I mean? Like I made the commitment, like, Hey, now it's time to just try to become the best version of myself, you know, but first I gave myself a 30 day period to just kind of get used to it. You know what I mean? And just get a feel for not being, you know, under the influence of, of anything, you know, what feels like for the first time in my life, you know? So, at first, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty terrifying, man. Like my anxiety was through the roof, um, and my, I was angry. You know, I was I was pretty angry. Like it was just like I was snapping at the like simplest, the smallest things, and like getting emotional at the smallest thing. You know what I mean? I felt like like um, I don't know, like I just took some kind of hormone pill or something. You know what I mean? And it just I was emotional. I was angry. I was happy. I was sad, you know what I mean? It's like an emotional roller coaster, but um you know, eventually I kind of got used to it, man. And then I just started like, um, well, I wanted to start working out and going to the gym and all that. But, um, when I tried that in the past, but because I'm so, you know, overweight or whatever, I need to start smaller because my feet were like so bad. I could barely walk. So I just go for walks every day, man, 45 minutes, first thing in the morning. Uh, at first it was for exercise, but now it's more just for mental health, man. And, uh, that's ultimately what keeps me, you know, keeps me grounded and keeps me sane really. <laughs> I endorse it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I kind of have to work out or I get like mild depression. Uh, sure. Wait. So you were overweight. You're the rare, rare guy doing meth that was overweight, or is it? Is that actually, actually, actually is all that... this, all this weight came from 2020, man. Just uh, like oh. I said, I was playing video games, drinking, and Dick. again, like this uh, is a comedy show. I mean, I'm trying to throw some some humor in there. Um, but all right, so so you had the the kind of thing with the pandemic, the lockdown. You know, that's the biggest concern a lot of people had is you know the devil makes work for idle hands kind of thing, and like that's yeah. insane. Yeah, and you can look. I remember the other day? You can, and a lot of people went two ways. I mean, it could get everybody could kind of deteriorate and kind of not, you know. You're either Not growing or you're going the other way. Yeah. Right. Or you were trying no to maintaining. You were trying to figure out how to make like a dumbbell with five five uh, gallon buckets at Lowe's and putting concrete in it. Like yeah. I, I, there was a commercial for it. That, I mean, there's a lot of people that just looked around their house and were like, I'm going to fix this shit up. Or they looked around and was like, 
I hate I'm this. I'm going to burn this place yeah. to the ground. And it sounded like he had anxiety about having anxiety of being sober, mm. like the a pre-dread of sorts. Yeah. Um, tell, But you, you kind of buried the lead. Tell us, Can you tell us the story of overdosing? Yeah, man. Um, that actually started – it started a little bit before the pandemic started, and then – you know, I was like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. Screw that. You know, I've, I've been down that road already. I don't want to go there again. And then the pandemic hit. And then I was like, damn. And, and like you said, man, the, uh, what was it? The idle hands make for the devil's playground? Or something yeah, like that's, that. that's, that's yeah. another way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, I think I just got extremely bored, man. And just, you know, I live in a new city now, man. And I, I don't know anybody here. But there was one person here from my past who, you know, who was around for a little while and started doing it again with him. And um, plus, I was drinking too, man. And like. When I used to drink back then, like I would just get so depressed, like for no reason. So then I, one night I was like, "Screw it, man! Let's go get high, or whatever." And then started smoking, you know, crack and stuff. And um, and then we ran out of that. So then we went and found meth, and I was like, "Fuck it, let's smoke that." And then um, I don't know. Later that night, like my my chest was just feeling weird, man. And uh, yeah, like I just felt like I couldn't stop moving, or my heart was gonna stop. But if I move too much, it'll explode, kind of a thing. It was really weird. And then uh, like, I was just out of it, man. And then um, so I went to my sister's house, man. I was down in the basement. And then uh, like it, there wasn't any pain. But for some reason, like I just kept freaking out about my heart, even though there was no pain. I don't know. It was really weird. So I called an ambulance. They called an ambulance. And then they took me there. And then they're like, what did you take, man? Tell us everything you took. And like it was weird because I was kind of able to remember everything that I was taking. And I told them how much I smoked. And like, you know what I mean? Just kind of the best I could. And then they were doing tests and stuff and they came back in there and like, stop lying to us, man. Tell us how much you took. And like the doctor's like freaking out, looking at my heart scan and stuff. And I was just like, am I going to die? <laughs> like what the hell? And then um, I remember I was laying there looking up at the ceiling of the hospital, you know, like those hospital lights. Mm-hmm. It was off and I was kind of just looking into it because they, you know, were pumping me with all kinds of like medicine and like other stuff. And um I know all of a sudden I seen like this, uh, like this thing moving in the light and then it turned around and it was like a devil face looking down at me and then oh. it started like laughing and shit. And it was just like, holy fucking like, oh, shit. so yeah. And then, um, then I fell asleep, woke up and went home or no, I went to detox first for a while and then tried to go to rehab, but they, uh, didn't have room for me. Plus COVID was new. So everything was shut down and it was, you know, it was a bad time to get into rehab. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, that's kind of why I'm, I'm asking a little bit more because uh, I was wondering about that when when there was a lockdown going on. And what what state were you in? Like what in the United States? I'm actually from Canada, man. I live central Canada in a province called Saskatchewan. Oh, you're in Canada? Yeah. I don't hear any of it. Um, <laughs> I, I do. You do? The kindness. Did you say a boo? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh the but soothing voice <laughs> uh nice disposition right. i guess um yeah and you guys were way more also there's a moose behind him uh, yeah we're up <laughs> for those uh not you know for those listening on the audio he's wearing a mountie hat right and there's a uh, moose that is oh he's taking how many up. hack cannon cannon jokes going <laughs> oh on? we got oh yeah <laughs> um mike myers is there no uh so it's part of the I'm to understand. So you had Canada with a lot of restrictions on COVID, even recently, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
so that plays into that. I'm, uh, yeah, that timing of all of that is it, is uh, kind of crazy. And then you also deal with someone was telling me this the other day, like being in a cold place. You kind of you're kind of in lockdown half the year or whatever. Yeah, in, do you even in, notice the lockdown? <laughs> in, in a sort of way, so it's like drive five hours to go anywhere. So that kind of can create that that kind of like, well, I got my own fucking going on. You know, like, is that, does that play into it? You think Any, um, just being, in, just being in a cold weather kind of area. Yeah, you know? man. Yeah, yeah. Cause like, I mean, you can't really go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, especially in the winter, like <laughs> there's like four feet of snow right outside my door. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, man. I mean, unless I was going to a liquor store or something like that, I would, I would probably make it, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but yeah, it's pretty brutal over here, especially with the, the restrictions. And, you know, we're still kind of facing restrictions to this day a little bit, not as much. But, um, yeah, we're kind of it's kind of screwed over here. <laughs> so how remote are you? I'm just now I'm thinking about access to drugs in Canada. Oh, no, I would imagine is hard. Yeah, no, I'm in a I'm in a fairly big city, so it's, oh, okay. it's not too hard. There's a couple dealers down the road for me still, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> I picture everybody in a log cabin five miles away from each other. I don't know. <laughs> no. He's not in the, he's not in the Yukon. Um uh so what do you what's what's the story now? So uh from about May 2021 on. What have you been yeah, up to? Yeah, now I'm just working on you know getting the best guests i can for my podcast and stuff like that um i'm trying to i'm kind of trying to get away from the <clears throat> the podcast coaching a little bit because i'm st- i'm going to be launching a company here pretty quick i can't really say anything yet because i gotta finalize some stuff with some partners but uh yeah so i'm gonna be you know focusing on running my podcast and running my company man and just try to at the same time be the best version of myself that i can man that's that's the mission for now yeah, you can be, as like Eric was saying, you can be instrumental. You don't know if you're affecting one person or a bunch of people. But you, the thing that's cool about podcasting is, I, you know, the ones I listen to, I listen to continually. And part of the the long game of listening to a lot of them is what the host is doing with their life. Right, getting to know them personally right. in their own way. Like uh, Bobby Lee is a comic that I follow, and he just – relapse and he, he's talking about that whole episode and how that kind of ruined a lot of stuff going on for him and how it affected everybody around him and all that stuff um he's but, got crazy stories well yeah i mean on drugs. well he was also like molested when he was like 12 and that i think that kind of that set a course a different course um but still one of the funniest comments uh ever on stage but it's one of those things where i i think your podcast it sounds like you're trying to reach out. Uh, I mean, you haven't asked this on, but no big deal. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it looks like you're trying to get a lot of like self-improvement people, marketing, entrepreneurship uh, on the podcast. Um, you know, that you could be a good kind of person to follow if someone is in your same position you were a few years ago. Yeah, that's yeah. the plan, man. Like, see, originally my podcast started – Cause I, I didn't really think it through starting it. I was like, you know what? Screw it. Just start, <laughs> you know, just jump off the cliff and grow. That's up. actually the way I endorse doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, definitely. That. That's the yeah. way to do it. Yeah, for sure, man. So like now my main focus for guests is just anybody really who has a good story and either 
a type of business they could they, they teach my audience how to start or just you know, some tips they could give them to be, you know, the best version of themselves, you know, something along those lines, or just help them like smash limiting beliefs. That's the main, you know, the main, uh, idea for the show, man. What, uh, what are some of the things you've learned from, from your guests? Oh man, I've learned a lot, man. My favorite one though is, uh, habit stacking, man, where you, you combine little tiny wins every single day. Like say, for example, you wake up in the morning, you make your bed. There's one win for the day, you know, just small incremental little steps that lead up to, you know, big change over time. Yeah. That one example actually is one I do. I've been doing the last couple of years and I've got little kids and they absorb that and they make their bed in the morning. And I don't, I don't I've never asked them to really do it, That's but awesome. it, you forget it's a thing of like, not only is that a good way to get things going in the morning, but also like, Oh yeah, these two things are little sponges that follow me around and see all my behavior, whether I'm I realize it or not. Yep. And absolutely. so, you know, that motivation, like you were saying, for your your daughter, uh, I'm sure works in that way. Any what other tips have you gotten from your your show? Habit stacking. I haven't heard that term. Yeah, habit stacking. Um, man, there's lots. I kind of learned how basically to start all kinds of companies, man. Like I had a dude on there who, uh, started a company with $800, man, a, uh, a fitness empire, man. Like he started off with one gym now to this day, to this day. Now, I think he has like 12, he's building his 12 one or something like that. And he started away 800 bucks and he kind of went through the whole process, like the legal stuff. Cause nobody, when they're teaching business, they never talk about the legal side of things, which for some reason I was interested in me because, you know, I want to learn how to, make sure I paid them taxes, you know, <laughs> but, um, well, you can listen to our previous episode. That didn't yeah. out yet, but, uh, <laughs> just about that. Yeah. We just had Scott Rebond, uh, talking, literally talking about all that stuff and how people entrepreneurs make mistakes that way. Um, yeah. So, all right. Well, um, I, I we got one question for everybody that comes mm -hmm. on the yes. first time. Um, what advice, I might change the number on this because we asked, what advice yeah. would you give your 13 year old self? Yeah, maybe not. But I might go not 11 actually. years old in your timeline. The earliest what? you can remember sober. <laughs> what advice would you give your 11 year old self? The advice I would give to my 11 year old self is yeah. to, not, to not worry about what other people think of you. Don't try to fit in with people. Just focus on yourself. Get your damn schoolwork done. <laughs> And um, just know that as long as you focus on yourself and set goals for yourself and achieve those goals, you'll be all right. That's what yeah. I would say. I mean, that's that's more or less. That's yeah, a popular one. Um, what we hear a lot of the time. It's a good one. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Underground Reach podcast on everywhere you find podcasts. Yep. Uh, thanks for coming on, DJ. Yeah, awesome. Thank you guys for the time, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. See ya. See ya.